We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon fans, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. It is Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Got a big jam-packed episode for you guys today. We're going to be taking a closer look at 2024 Long Beach Poly linebacker Dylan Williams, who was in Eugene over the weekend for his third trip to see the Oregon Ducks. Had plenty of great things to say about the Oregon program and the coaching staff over there under head coach Dan Lanning. Going to be diving deep into that visit and kind of what he presents as a player as his recruitment absolutely booms with some huge offers coming in lately. So make sure you stick around for that. And then we're also going to be zooming out a little bit and taking a bigger look at Oregon's linebacker prospects in the 2024 recruiting class. Definitely a position of need for Dan Lanning, Tosh Lapoy, Jake Long, and the rest of that defensive staff at Oregon. So got some big time guys that we're going to be talking about aside from Dylan Williams. And before we get into today's episode, just wanted to give everyone a friendly reminder I am going to be doing an Oregon football and recruiting uh, mailbag podcast. I'm not sure which day yet, but I'm going to be doing that this week. Uh, I've been away from the podcast for a little bit, you know, vacation and a bunch of other stuff going on. So I'm really trying to dive back into this and uh, ramp it up. So I'm sharing my screen right now on Twitter um, or on the YouTube and Twitter live stream. You can find me on uh, YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus and on Twitter at M Taurus Sports. So make sure you guys get your questions in. That is the best way to get some questions answered on upcoming mailbag episodes. And then you can also, if you're live right now here in the live stream, leave a comment or a question for me about Oregon football or Oregon football recruiting, and I will do my best to address it and answer it. So with some some housekeeping items out of the way, let's hop right into this episode. We're going to start off with our prospect spotlight taking a closer look at Long Beach Poly linebacker Dylan Williams, who's coming off a big season uh, league championship with the Long Beach Poly Jackrabbits, and he is certainly one of the very best players out in Southern California. My neck of the woods, just a short drive away up the road uh, now that I I live in Long Beach, as you guys know. So we're going to throw on some junior film for Dylan Williams, and uh, I'm going to read off some... uh, you know, some, some, uh, insight, you know, share some insight with you guys about where he stands in the recruiting process and Oregon's most recent visit with him. So 
Uh, third visit for Dylan Williams out to the University of Oregon as the Ducks continue to solidify their standing with one of the top linebackers in the country for 2024. Uh, his recruitment really started to take off uh, you know, over the recent months. I went out to Long Beach Poly and interviewed him after he decommitted from USC, which was definitely a, a, a big move for him, especially as a Southern California guy, right? USC is doing really well uh, under Lincoln Riley now, and the defense is a big priority. And, and USC is not letting up. I know that's one of the future visits he has uh, you know, in mind right now. Going to be getting into some more of that. But what was really interesting about this visit for, for Dylan when I was talking to him is that it wasn't really a recruiting visit he was telling me. It was more so kind of a, a trip to learn more about football, to sit down with Tosh Lapoy, sit down with, with Jake Long. And he said he was in meetings on meetings on meetings throughout the, the weekend trip, you know, getting to sit in on various team meetings. And he, he's just really in love with the, the facilities, the, the scenery. He said he loves everything about Eugene. So it's no secret that you hear him speak so highly about Oregon. And, and I think that it's not a stretch. And, and I'm going to go as far as saying that I think Oregon is in the driver's seat in this recruitment right now. But uh, that I thought that visit was really interesting, just kind of talking about it was a different visit than ones he had maybe taken to other schools where it is more about recruiting. It is more about building those relationships with the staff. And Oregon staff has done a tremendous job making him uh, a priority and building those relationships. I mean, you, you name a guy on that defensive staff and he's got a good relationship with them. Uh, the, the big names in that recruitment uh, are Tosh Lapoy, who uh, he just couldn't have enough good things to find enough good things to say about him saying he's a really real guy, really down to earth and, and genuine saying he's one of the realest to, to ever do it. Um, so they, their relationship has, has really been uh, you know flourishing. And then Jake Long, one of the newer additions to Dan Lanning's staff, um, coming over from the University of Alabama. They've been building a strong relationship, getting on the phone to, to break down film and, and talk about ways that they can, he can improve his game. That was another part of the visit over the weekend was all of the time that Williams and the staff spent breaking down his film. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting little dynamic, you know, seeing how how this visit was different from other ones that he's taken and how it was important for him to get out to Eugene even though his seven on seven team was out in Miami playing at battle Miami, the, the premium sports is his uh, seven on seven team, but he chose to go to Eugene instead. Uh, and he's been to Eugene a lot, but it was still important for him to get back. Other big relationships on the staff for Dylan Williams are Rashad Wadud, who is a uh, defensive assistant on the staff. Um, you know, he, he's a guy with LA ties and uh, who has done a really good job just uh, helping the Ducks with this recruitment of Dylan Williams and linebackers, a huge priority for Oregon in 2024, right? You lose Noah Sewell this year, uh, had a number of transfers. Jackson LaDuke was one of those guys. Justin Flo was one of those guys. And you bring in some guys in 2023 and uh, in 2022 for that matter. But I still feel like you don't have a ton of proven depth at that position, which is why I think that linebacker is going to be a very important position for Oregon to pursue here. Um, Let's talk about kind of what else is going on with, with Dylan Williams and, and his recruitment. Cause I've talked a lot about Oregon and, and how I I'm, I believe right now, as I'm recording this, that Oregon is the leader, but this recruitment isn't really close to an end right now, especially after a big offer from Alabama on Monday, the Crimson Tide were in Long Beach to deliver that offer. 
uh, to extend that offer. Maybe that's a better way to put it. But offers from the Tide. You got Auburn, Michigan, Colorado with Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. That's another newer offer. Uh, but he's getting recruited by just about everybody, which is why he's taking his time with his recruitment and isn't in a rush to to make a commitment. And he said that the commitment timeline is looking like it's going to be after his senior season, maybe at an All-American Bowl, doing the announcement on TV. Hasn't been invited to an All-American Bowl just yet, but you're looking at his tape I have here on uh, on YouTube sharing his huddle. It wouldn't be too much of a surprise to see him get invited to an All-American Bowl because he is one of the best talents out here in Southern California and nationally at linebacker. So no commitment coming soon, but he's looking at doing a couple OVs in the summer, a couple OVs in the fall. And then how about visits? What's the visit picture looking like? Now that he wrapped up a recent trip to Oregon, he's going to be heading out to Washington on Friday for a visit with Kalen DeBoer and the Huskies. And then he also has trips in the works to Miami. Alabama after landing that offer on Monday, Colorado and USC. So the Trojans and Lincoln Riley are not giving up by any means and you wouldn't expect them to. And when I asked him, Hey, who are the, who are the schools that you're really hearing from the most? You know, the guys that are, that are hitting you up and they kind of on you the hardest. It was just a laundry list of schools. I mean, everybody Dylan Williams will have an offer from just about every program in the country when, when all is said and done. Uh, no doubt about it in my mind. Um, like I said, super strong junior season. He said that he thinks that some of the interest is also because he's uh, put on some weight coming in right now at uh, 6'2 and a half, 208 pounds, and he moves really well. Um, I think that, like uh, like Mikey G was saying in the comments here, it looks like he can drop pretty well in coverage, and, and Dylan Williams is definitely a linebacker that can do that. He has good mobility, and he told me that that was one of the things he was going to be working on during the offseason with seven on seven play with premium sports working on his speed training as well. So he already has a really solid body of work and now he kind of can take over, I think as the face of the long beach poly defense, which as you guys know, if you follow recruiting featured 2023 Oregon cornerback signee, Dalen Austin, uh, who will be in Eugene. It looks like he is on track to, uh, to try to enroll in time for spring football. I'm trying to, track him down for an interview, maybe get him on the podcast. But, um, you know, obviously you want to know about the Oregon connections and it helps Oregon in this recruitment, I think, to have a teammate like Dalen that was uh, that has played with him, that knows him well. And uh, you just have a whole bunch of overlap, too, with uh, with with Coach Rashad Wadud, who I think doesn't get talked enough about, uh, talked about enough in the recruiting scene. So I definitely had to uh, give him a shout out because he's just been doing a tremendous job since he got to Oregon. Um, a lot of big time Southern California defensive backs uh, and just Southern Southern California prospects that have really raved about him during my uh, interviews with them. So just kind of winding down what we're saying on uh, Dylan Williams, who recently took a visit out to Oregon. I feel like I hit everything uh, that, that I kind of wanted to, you know, Oregon's in a really, really good spot here. I can't say that enough, um, but I also really just like what he presents on the field, you know, Really good athlete, great motor, good mobility, can tackle, has a, has some really strong uh, tackle. You know, he can lay the boom. You know, he can, he can hit stick guys. So Dylan Williams is a really impressive prospect who is really just continuing to see his recruitment boom here 
ahead of the dead period, which starts in February. So Oregon got them on campus, and then it looks like Washington is going to get the last trip before things slow down. And then we talked about future trips that are uh, coming up or in the works for Dylan Williams. So now that we talked about Dylan Williams, let's switch things up a little bit and talk about a couple other linebackers that the Oregon Ducks are recruiting in the 2024 class. And this next guy is one that I'm really excited about. He's from the Pacific Northwest, and he's someone that every Oregon fan needs to have on their radar if you follow the Ducks on the recruiting trail. And that's Braden Platt. Braden Platt, 2022 junior season highlights, Max Preps, Washington Player of the Year. He is uh, listed. I want to say he is a uh, 6'2", 240. Uh, let me double check. I, um, I'm just looking right now on his recruiting profile. Yeah, 6'2", 240 for Braden Platt. And he has emerged as another major priority for Oregon at linebacker in 2024. 247 Sports has him as a four-star, 0.9068 on the composite rating system. That same system ranks him the number 277 player nationally, the number 22 linebacker, and the number four player in the state of Washington. He was on campus recently for a visit to Oregon, and um, Oregon's in a great spot here too as well. And uh, they should be because this is, this is someone that pr the previous coaching staff had recruited before Dan Lanning got to Oregon, so he's absolutely familiar with the program. Um, but it looks like Washington is making him a big priority. We know that the two schools have gone head-to-head -head a number of times on the recruiting trail, and especially with Washington beating Oregon last year, I don't think that's the deciding factor, but they definitely have some momentum on the recruiting trail. But we all know that Oregon historically has recruited much better. But just to talk about some of the highlights and kind of what stands out to me about Braden Platt is that he's a rare blend of size and speed and athleticism explosiveness. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to be playing linebacker at the next level, but for a guy's highlights to have this many home runs as a running back out of the backfield, I think says a lot about the kind of player that he is. And he's got a good nose for the ball, can just blow up the line of scrimmage, throw guys around and, and get them down on the ground in the backfield. And, and that's something that Oregon really needs in their defense right now, because not only was the pass rush lacking, but, um, they're, they were really solid in, in run defense in, in almost every game. But I think that, like we said, linebackers a position to need. I think that Platt would be an awesome addition, certainly someone that could project to contribute early or at least be a rotational piece for Oregon. Um, you figure that next year in 23, think the linebacker picture, you got Justin Jacobs who comes over from Iowa. You have Keith Brown who played really well in the Holiday Bowl and came on strong at the end of the year. Uh, Jerry Mixon's a guy that they signed in 2023, but I'm not sure if he's going to be playing early. And then you have some other guys like Devin Jackson and Harrison Taggart that you're hoping are getting developed from that 2022 recruiting class. So Platt is someone that I think you know has the that you know standard build that you want in in a linebacker, 6'2", 240. But I mean, look, to see him move like this with this much home run speed is is just remarkable. Uh, at a Yelm High School. Um, you know, maybe not one of the better leagues in the state of Washington from what I'm aware of. I feel like a lot of those are a little bit closer to the Seattle area. Um, if you guys remember my guy, Dylan Rubin King, uh, you know, former, former staff member here at uh, Ducks Digest and was on the podcast all the time. Dylan, my guy Rube is from Yelm 
And uh, he, he's been, you know, beating the drum on Braden Platt for the longest time. And, and I hadn't watched Platt's highlights uh, very closely until I, uh, after my recent interview with him. But you see him here, uh, you know, making plays in the run game, defending the run, um, you know, dropping back in coverage from time to time. So I think it's, it's, it's pretty obvious why Oregon is prioritizing this guy when you look at the film. So he visited Oregon recently, and then you also had Oregon's coaches out on the road. Dan Lanning and Carlos Lachlan were in Yelm uh, on Monday um, to kind of pay a, another visit to Braden Platt, continue getting that FaceTime. I think Yelm was having some kind of a celebration in their city or in the neighborhood. I, I'm not exactly sure what it was, but I saw some video with Lanning and Locke with like, you know, not some pom-poms, but just like some kind of celebration stuff. Um, so it's really cool to see Oregon not only host guys on campus, but then they're trying to take it a step further and, and get those get those visits at school, get those in-homes. Um, you know, one big in-home was with Nicholas Harbor, arguably the top recruit on Oregon's board still in the 2023 recruiting class. He's heading out to Oregon for an official visit this weekend. But just to wrap up on Braden Platt, a couple other schools are still heavily involved with Braden Platt, who's kind of seen his recruitment pick up even more. Um, a lot of guys from Washington have kind of flown under the radar in recent seasons, but it seems like college football as a whole, as a sport, is really starting to understand that there's some really quality players coming out of Washington. Uh, so some big schools have been by Yelm. Obviously, we talked about Oregon, but Washington um, is, is a school that has come by Stanford, Michigan, and then uh, upcoming visits for Braden Platt. You're looking at Washington, Oklahoma, and Michigan. As far as a decision timeline, he told me that he was looking to take some official visits in the summer, and he's hoping to have his college decision, his college commitment before his senior season. So Braden Platt, definitely a name you got to know if you're an Oregon fan and if you follow Oregon football recruiting because he is one of the very best on the West Coast and one of the very best in the entire country. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's talk about our next guy, our next linebacker target for Oregon, a recent offer and someone out here in Southern California that I was able to uh, talk to after his offer. We're talking about Kamar Mathudi out of Studio City Campbell Hall High School. This is a guy who is one of the most versatile linebacker prospects that I've seen in quite a while. One of the things that jumped off the page for me when I was first learning about Kamar Mathudi, excuse me, Kamar Mathudi. 
This is a guy who led the Gold Coast League in total tackles, over 100 tackles his junior year. You see him here with an interception and, and making a nice return. But he also ran for over 1,300 yards. And, you know, he's 6'3", 215, 217, was a standout performer at the National Combine that I was at in San Antonio, which was kind of in conjunction with the Adidas All-American Bowl. So he's a guy that just has supreme athleticism. And you you want a guy like that playing linebacker for you, a guy that can move really, really well. He has some ball skills too, dropping back in coverage. So I think that he presents a lot. Um, and it's interesting when you look at his recruitment because he was telling me that some of the initial contact that he gets with these college coaches come from the running backs coach because he has shined as a running back. And that was the, that was the situation with Oregon and Carlos Lachlan who extended the offer. Um, so that's, that's obviously notable, I think. And then the, the contact picks up with, with the rest of the staff and, you know, the, the, the defensive staff obviously gets involved. So, um, so this is an interesting prospect and I think he's a little bit more under the radar. He, he's not ranked super, super highly by most uh, recruiting services. Um, 247 has him as a four-star, 0.9042 on the composite. Um, this is so weird. I'm not even touching my chair, and it's it's lowering. So sorry about that. You'll have to have to bear with me on that. Let's see if I can get steady back up here again. Um, but yeah, look at the, the plays here for him out of the backfield. I mean, he's definitely kind of a spark plug kind of a guy that can really be a leader on either side of the ball that I'm really excited about. But let's talk a little bit more about Kamar Mathudi as far as future visits for the 2024 linebacker slash running back. He's planning to visit Washington for their junior day, which might actually be this weekend. I didn't get a specific date from him. Looking to get out to Oregon in March. Really interested in what the Ducks have to offer, as well as the University of Arizona is bringing in some big prospects. They just landed a linebacker from modern day, Leviticus Sua. So helps them with some momentum in that recruitment in his neck of the woods out here in Southern California. And then, you know, this recruitment's kind of just getting started for Kamar Mathudi, who has 10 reported offers uh, out of Campbell Hall High School. And uh, he isn't in a rush to make a commitment. It looks like he's going to be committing during the early signing period in December. So I think that this is a guy that it's good that Oregon gets in on him early because I think that goes a long way in recruiting. That's that's one of the things that I've learned, you know, in my in my years covering recruiting. Obviously, it's changed a whole lot with the transfer portal, with name, image, and likeness, with coaching carousel and coaching turnover. But I still feel like, you know, there's a lot of recruits out there where that loyalty means something when you're one of the earlier schools to show faith in them and, you know, be there for them early on in the process and say, hey, we, we think that you can do it at a high level at our school. So Kamar Mathudi, definitely one of the best players in Southern California and another name to know. Uh, hopefully I'm going to be able to see him out at some camps or maybe go by his school and, and get to chop it up with him, go workout or something maybe some seven-on-seven seven stuff. I'm hoping to maybe hit one this weekend, a seven-on-seven seven tournament uh, slash event. Never covered one before, but super excited about that. So that's about all I have for Kamar Mathudi. I got one more guy I want to talk about, and then maybe we can get to some questions in the live chat. So if you guys are here in the live chat, go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe to the channel and leave me a comment or ask me a question, and I'll do my best to answer it. 
So just wanted to put that out there while we get to our last linebacker that we're going to be talking about in today's episode. All right, let's see what we have here. All right, the last linebacker that we're talking about, and this isn't every linebacker that Oregon's going after right now in the 2024 class, but I have talked to all of these players recently, so thought I could throw together a little uh, little show. We're going to be talking about Justin Williams out of Conroe, Texas, Oak Ridge High School. He is another big-time linebacker prospect for Oregon in the 2024 recruiting class. Looking at his 247 profile, he's ranked the number 54 player in the country on the 247 Sports Composite, the number four linebacker, and the number seven player in the entire state of Texas. Four-star guy, rated .9691. And Justin Williams has some of the best tape of linebackers that I've looked at in the 2024 recruiting class. And it's because of how well he moves. The, the speed that he has is, is really impressive. You know, 6'2", 205, 210 pounds. And part of the reason that he moves so well might come as a surprise to you, but it's a combination that we're seeing or maybe a, a trajectory that we're seeing more and more often now when it comes to college football recruiting. I think part of the reason that Justin Williams is such a good linebacker prospect and certainly why he's playing so well at the high school level is because he's a former safety. So if you have those guys that are maybe a little bit too big to play safety, but they still have the ball skills, the coverage skills, and they have good athleticism and speed, you can throw some, some weight on their frame, get them to bulk up a little bit. You're looking at a, a modern linebacker in college football. I think that a lot of positions in college football are, are kind of changing every year, right? You know, look at look at defensive and offensive linemen now compared to like the 1950s. And maybe that's too far back, not far back enough. Linemen used to be tiny, is what I'm saying. And they're not anymore. They're absolutely massive human beings. And if we're going to kind of look at that, the linebacker through that same lens, they're just getting more and more versatile. They're getting bigger, they move faster, they can change direction really well. And those are things that Justin Williams can do, right? You see him, you see him with some really good lateral quickness short area burst they get going in a hurry here he is uh and coverage kind of playing a little bit of a key spiral see it's sees the plays breaking down and goes in there to clean up for a sack in the backfield this is a guy that i had been talking to some sources close to the recruitment and you know was in the driver's seat for justin williams and that you know commitment could have been coming a couple months ago but um, i think some other schools got involved and he continued to generate more buzz nationally. And now Oregon's in a 16 race because Justin Williams recently released a top six that consisted of Oregon and then a whole lot of Texas schools. You have Oregon, Texas, Texas A&M, TCU, USC, and Auburn. Williams was recently out at 40 Acres in Austin, Texas, to see Steve Sarkeesh and the Longhorns over the weekend. And that's a big visit because... Oregon has done a tremendous job recruiting the state of Texas, certainly in the 2023 recruiting class. I want to say they had five or six guys um, highlighted by, of course, uh, Terrence Green, um, one of them, Ashton Porter, another guy along the defensive line, uh, Tyler Turner, Ashton Kozar, a wide receiver, Johnny Bowens, another really impressive defensive lineman uh, out of uh, 
out of uh, Converse Judson. I want to say it was his school. Got to see him in San Antonio at the All-American Bowl. So Oregon has a ton of momentum in, their, in the state of Texas as it stands right now going into the 2024 recruiting class. But Steve Sarkeesian, Jimbo Fisher, Sonny Dykes, they're, they're not going to make it easy to get top talent out of the Lone Star State. And I think that uh, Texas and TCU just have the momentum, maybe not so much with Texas A&M. They've been recruiting their tails off, but haven't really gotten to, to put it together on the field yet. So I think that I still really like Oregon's chances here. Um, you know, got, got some Pac-12 competition with, with USC. So I think right now I, I'd probably say, you know, you're looking at Oregon and then Texas, Texas A&M. Uh, those are some schools that he definitely has some childhood ties to growing up in the Lone Star State. That's kind of just a natural fact of the matter, right? But I still really like Oregon's chances here. And uh, William said that he could be committing soon. It didn't have a date, but kind of was saying, you know, when it feels right, I'm going to go ahead and drop it. Um, so we'll have to closely monitor this recruitment uh, with with uh, Justin Williams. So Oregon could have two two Williams playing two Williamses playing linebacker with Dylan Williams also being a top, top target for Oregon in the 2024 recruiting class. And, uh, you know, guys like Jake Long and, and Josh Sapoy and Dan Lanning, they're, uh, they got their eyes on some serious talent. And I think that we can see we, we need to – Oregon need more backers in 2024 because that 2023 recruiting class was, was really solid. I think 247 had them at you know, number 11 or, or number 10. But it was really solid. But I think it was a little lacking – linebacker from a number standpoint i'm not saying i don't like the guys that they got there i just they needed a little bit more depth especially with all the movement that we've seen in the portal all the departures at that linebacker position so those are some of the biggest names to know at linebacker for oregon in the 2024 class i'm going to go ahead and look at some of these comments and questions so make sure you guys get those in uh, Apollo 28 says, hey, Max, hope you're doing well. What's going on, Apollo? Thanks for tuning into the show. Hope you're having a good day. Let's see here. Um, Andrew says, if USC gets Deuce Robinson, the Ducks had better get some linebackers that can cover the intermediate to deep middle because that dude is scary. Yeah, Deuce Robinson is a, a big uh, a big name still on on a, a still available, uncommitted in the 2023 recruiting class out of Pinnacle High School in, in Arizona. I remember I saw Deuce Robinson for the first time at the opening when he was a younger guy in the, 20, in the summer of 2021. And like, this guy is huge, and you know he's just moving really well, and he's like a crazy athlete, making some great plays. He was like probably the best young guy at that entire event. And then now he's, you know, developed into the number one tight end in the country. I think it's between Georgia and USC, maybe Arch Manning and Texas can can make some noise there. Um, I think that Deuce Robinson is definitely a long shot, uh, especially if Oregon can't get him on campus this weekend. He's been super busy with baseball, with the Polynesian Bowl. So Oregon, yeah, Oregon definitely needs some linebackers that can help them, uh, help them cover a guy like Deuce Robinson, who is one of the uh, most versatile tight ends in this class, but I think that Georgia has a ton of buzz for him. I, I also think that Georgia is a team to beat for Walker Lyons, the tight end out of Folsom, California, Northern California. Um, he won the Man of the Year award, I want to say, at the Adidas All American Bowl. So, yeah, Deuce Robinson is, is absolutely scary. I think uh, Andrew continues his question here Did Oregon ever get an on campus visit with Deuce Robinson arranged? 
it seemed like a long shot, especially if the Ducks managed to get Harbor since they're recruiting him as a tight end. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I think I need to, you know, hit up some sources to see what the visit picture is looking like for this weekend. Uh, I know that during the Under Armour All American Bowl in Orlando, that Deuce Robinson was talking about maybe getting out to Oregon for his final official visit. But like you said, that that guy has a really really busy schedule. Um, Maybe the Ducks try to go in home out in Arizona. I know some Oregon coaches have been on the road out in Arizona recently, so I think that's probably their best shot if they can't get him on campus. As of right now, I haven't heard anything about him coming to campus, but yeah, this weekend, but Nicholas Harbor is obviously the biggest visitor this coming weekend, so I think that Oregon's definitely putting their chips there uh, because he is going to play mainly offense at the next level, but he also said you know, maybe he could get in on some pass rushing snaps as well. All right, let's see. What else do we have here? Mikey G saying here, yeah, has always been difficult, pretty difficult to get world-class sprinters to Eugene. Cold weather isn't favorable. They typically like to stay in the South, but the underground facilities at Hayward hopefully help. Yeah, the underground facilities are uh, something that came up in a recent interview that I had with Braden Platt because he throws javelin and a shot put. Uh, so that was kind of a cool aspect that he got to uh, observe during his last visit to Oregon um, to, to check out the Oregon program and see what the Ducks have going on. Cool to see, cool to see those dual sport athletes get an opportunity to look at, you know, both sides of, of the football team and the academic side and track and field or whatever their other sport is. So I think that Oregon obviously has a, a really good shot with Nicholas Harbor as well as Roger Pleasant. I think the team that's kind of come on late to watch with Roger Pleasant has been UCLA. USC and Oregon have always been in the picture, in the mix with Roger Pleasant. Uh, I really thought Penn State was going to land in his top five because that was his first offer. And Roger Pleasant was telling me when I was interviewing him that, that you know, like that, that loyalty and that faith as their fir- as the first offer, you know, really helped keep them in the mix and, you know, had his attention when it came to James Franklin and the Nittany Lions. But top five for Roger Pleasant, we have USC, UCLA, Oregon, Boston College, and Cal. So heavy West Coast recruitment. USC gets the last official visit uh, before he headed out to Hawaii for the uh, Polynesian Bowl. So I think Oregon's in a good spot for Nicholas Harbor and Roderick Pleasant. I'm curious to see if Roderick Pleasant only plays defensive back at the next level wherever he goes. Um, because I do think that he is a little bit undersized as a corner. But he is just an elite, elite athlete. Super, super fast. Got some playmaking ability. I'm kind of surprised I didn't see him. Uh, play play more offense uh, throughout the 2023-2022 season, although I only saw his first game against Long Beach Poly, and that was a rough game for the the uh, Cavaliers and Sistera Cavaliers. So we'll have to see what happens with Nicholas Harbour and Roger Pleasant. We know that those are two of the biggest names we're tracking with the February signing day, just a little bit over a week away. Oregon heads to their final visit weekend before the dead period starts which means that no recruits can visit campus and coaches cannot go see them out on the road, uh, whether that be in-home visits, at school, at workouts, whatever it might might be. So this recruiting week for Oregon is, is super, super important um, to obviously get in front of recruits, get in front of coaches, parents, build those relationships, and then get back to Eugene for the weekend to host one more big hurrah of visits for the dead period starts wrap up the 2023 recruiting class, and then 
ultimately transition into kind of spring ball prep. You know, that winter uh, strength and conditioning program is big. Most of the 2023 recruiting class is already on campus, whether that be guys from the high school level or from the transfer school. A lot of those guys are already on campus. Jerry Nixon visited over the weekend, but he is not going to be in point early because he's playing basketball uh, over at Sacred Heart in San Francisco. Uh, really special talent. can do a whole lot of things for you as, on a football So I'm excited about him, no doubt about it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other notes. Um, yeah, like I said, I had that full story with over on DucksDigest.com if you want to go read that and get the uh, full quotes from Dylan Williams. And I think is, is definitely in the driver's seat there. So that's an exciting recruitment to follow as that continues to blow up for Dylan Williams, talented Southern California linebacker in the 2024 class that we talked about in this episode. And I'm also going to be trying to look, take a closer look at Oregon's top quarterback prospects. I think that'll be my next story over on Ducks Digest. So some fun stuff to look forward to without a doubt. But uh, if you guys are still here on the live chat or if you're watching on the replay, go ahead and do me a favor and hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Leave me a comment. All that interaction is always fun and the support is greatly appreciated. Um, but we'll see you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you in the next one. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League Podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.